Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys had an amazing week and you enjoyed the information that I shared on my previous episode talking about mother wounds. Hopefully, the information I shared was not only helpful, but you were able to analyze your own parental wounds in order to heal mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about toxic positivity because it's a ta- it's a term that personally I've heard before and maybe you have as well, but you never truly understand the depth of what it means and how it could be harmful not only to ourselves, but also to the people around us when we are expressing our emotions and our experiences and how using positivity can actually invalidate how we actually feel in situations that make us feel uncomfortable. So we all have heard the quote, sticks sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And you know, when I was younger, hearing that quote always frustrated me, and it actually frustrates me to this day, because growing up, I saw how powerful words can be. You know, as young, I was bullied a lot, I grew up in domestic violence situations, and I have seen people not only close to me, but people that came into my circle that would try to belittle me by merely using words. And at a young age, I really had to understand how words can be so powerful and it holds so much energy because when you're speaking something out verbally into existence, not only is that being reinforced by one's thoughts, but it's also being reinforced by one's emotional response and how they emotionally feel about something. And I grew up thinking about that quote saying, why do we say that words can't hurt when it does? Because words can be so powerful. It has the power to heal, encourage, and bring peace, but it also can be used for destruction and harm and to hurt somebody. So when talking about speaking things out into existence, when we're talking about words, you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with mental health? What does this have to do with my journey? And the fact of the matter is when we go through situations, sometimes we end up suppressing our emotions that's tied to our experiences. And as a coping mechanism, in order to move forward, we tell ourselves things that doesn't validate how we actually feel. And we say these things verbally. We say these things through words and we say these things through phrases, these cliche phrases that you might have heard of, like, um, 
everything happens for a reason or positive vibes only or just smile, don't be negative. These are phrases that not only desensitize the idea of recognizing all of the things that we can experience as humans emotionally, but it invalidates and and minimizes how we feel in a current situation. And it's a way to almost suppress our feelings. So in episode two, you know, I talked about triggers and I talked about how important it was to recognize that our brains are so powerful. Our memories are very powerful. And the reason why they're powerful is because our brain is here to protect us. It's here to collect and assess data from our experiences. And the reason why it does that is because it's able to categorize moments in our life that we've considered to bring us joy and happiness, things that are considered to be safe for us, not only physically to protect us, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And there are moments where we have categorized our unsafe that bring us um, moments where we feel belittled, sad, or not appreciated, devalued. When we, there's these polarities and dualities of the human experience and the brain categorizes these things for us because when we experience a traumatic situation, when we experience something that is deeply distressing and it it brings forth our fight or flight mechanism, the reason why triggers even occur and the reason why sometimes our experiences are a lot more profound or vivid now as adults is because of our emotional response. The brain essentially takes like a snapshot of our trauma and not only is it taking a snapshot of the physical situation but it's also taking a snapshot of our emotional response to that situation the stronger the emotional response the stronger the snapshot will be aka the the memory so when we get triggered the intensity of our triggers is based on how strong our emotional response was and how it got paired with that trauma so I said this before that trauma is on a spectrum. What may be traumatic to you might not be traumatic to me or to your loved one because we're all different. We all assess the things around us differently. And that what well, how we assess things is how we end up justifying why we do act, think and believe the things that we do. And that's what gives diversity to people in general. So when it comes to speaking things out into existence, when it comes to talking ourselves through these situations, when we take a mental snapshot of what we've been through, the brain and our bodies are trying to ensure that we not only aren't put in situations physically that induce that type of pain, but there are coping mechanisms that we go through to make sure that we don't feel the full intensity of our emotions when we go through situations that's very similar. Not only similar in situation, but similar because it induces the same emotional response or um, whether it's a lesser response or a more intense response so that we can try to push forward. And having this like, I think I can, I think I can mentality is we're using these phrases such as, it will be okay, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm good. I just got to stay positive. I just need to be happy. There's no room for negativity. When you say these things to yourself, you keep devaluing who you are as a person. You keep devaluing your emotions. 
to the point where you start downplaying your experiences. And that's not the best way to heal. That's not the best way to approach your healing because essentially toxic positivity is defined as overgeneralizing being happy or being optimistic in order to mask how you actually feel. And this leads to being inauthentic with yourself and with the people around you. And when I say that it's important to acknowledge our trauma and to acknowledge our experiences, you can't truly do that without acknowledging the emotional response that you felt in that moment and then how you emotionally feel presently in order to make the necessary changes to want to feel differently in the future. So it's so important to be authentic and that's what makes it very different of being genuinely positive and being and having toxic positivity. You see regular positivity has a foundation of change. It has a foundation of recognizing that you genuinely, authentically, wholeheartedly are speaking your truth. You're speaking, you have confidence in what you believe. That's genuine positivity. Toxic positivity comes off like you want to be positive. The thing about toxic positivity is that it has good intentions. It has it it comes off a very good way. You it, you know when you hear these when you tell these phrases to yourself, you think that you're being kind to yourself. You think that you are being genuine. You think that you are motivating yourself and you're giving yourself the confidence that you need when in reality you're actually forcing yourself to suppress the emotions that you actually feel and you end up minimizing your emotions which leads to you devaluing your experiences and that's not the best way to approach your healing because you're not being authentic to yourself the thing about toxic positivity is the foundation of it is doubt and guilt and shame because you don't you don't want to feel guilty for feeling negative about something when we live in a society that glorifies being positive and being on the bright side of life because if you are a negative person you get looked at a different way but then if you're too negative then people don't think that you're positive or if you're too positive then you have to find moments where you need to be negative and we always feel like we need to juggle with the status quo and how we should act in front of other people and how we should approach our healing process and we keep con conflicting with how we want to feel as opposed to how other people want other people want us to feel and that's why I really want to emphasize that your mental health journey has nothing to do with other people like you're you shouldn't be going on this mental health journey because you're trying to appease another person you should be going on this journey because you want to appease yourself and you want to heal because you know that it's necessary for you to change because you want to feel better and in the process, the people that you attract into your life will understand your journey or you will spark inspiration for other people to do the same. But if you keep telling yourself phrases that that promote suppressing your emotions, you're not truly acknowledging and you're not able to heal the way that you want. And I'm not here to scold you because we all have moments where we not only do this to ourselves, but we do this to other people. When you know, a loved one can come up to you and tell you about their how bad their day was, and then you respond with something like, oh, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. It could be worse. You should be grateful because other people are going through worse. It's like your loved one's looking at you like that, A, didn't make me feel better. B, 
were you even listening to how I was feeling? And C, you didn't, you didn't ask me if I needed any help. You didn't value what I said to you in order to give me solid advice. And instead you gave me this cliche, these cliche phrases that you see on t-shirts or you see on Instagram, you see on social media. And there are these easy phrases where, yes, they have good intentions, but it doesn't mean that they're doing any good. And we've come so accustomed to using these vague and cliche phrases without recognizing that the power in the words that we use are making an impact on the people around us. And they're making an impact on who we are as people. And this is what changes the way we view our experiences. You know, for verbally reinforcing a situation and we're feeding ourselves with this let's keep going attitude without recognizing that it's okay to feel like you don't have it put together. It's okay to feel like you don't know what's going on in your life. It's okay to not feel happy. But if you don't recognize these things, you're going to be caught in this cycle of telling yourself something that has no meaning. Actually, there's a um, one of my favorite poets. I forgot his name. He came out with a poem where he said that if you say something over and over again, that it loses its meaning. And it's true. If you keep telling yourself, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. The reason why it loses its meaning is because, yes, the first three times, maybe you meant it. Because maybe you actually want to be happy. But the more times you say, the more it leaves room for guilt and shame to grow and for doubt where how you actually feel starts kind of coming up and you're using this i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy to push push down how you feel so if words have so much power and it's stopping us from acknowledging how we truly feel about our experiences in order to heal, how can we recognize these toxic positive phrases? How can we recognize and how can we change that? Because it's not like we we mean it. We're not going out of our way to hurt our loved ones. We're not going out of our way to hurt ourselves. But why do we do it and how can we recognize it? Well, there are three ways to recognize toxic positive phrases. The first indicator is if they are overly simple, vague, and unclear. I'll give you an example. Um, I would say, if I can do it, so can you. Or, don't worry, be happy. These phrases are very simple, and they are not tailored to your experience. You're using something that, you know, as I said, you're, oversimplifying something that is too complex and you refuse to admit the fact that your emotions are complex because the fact of the matter is yes we're going to go through beautiful times and we will experience joy and happiness and bliss but we will also experience anger and sadness and disappointment it's okay to recognize that we as people as human beings are prone to deal with both sides of life, to deal with both sides of the coin. We all are going to be dealt with different cards and different experiences, and we're all going to react very differently to each one. That's what makes people so special, is how we can all go through our own experiences and learn from each other. 
But when you start using phrases that are overly simple, let's say, and you're not really assessing how you actually feel, that is a sign of being, of having toxic positivity. Second one is it, if you're using a phrase that doesn't leave any room for pain or dif- to recognize pain or different or different difficult emotions. So um, a common phrase would be uh, positive vibes only or um, look for the silver lining or um, failure is not an option. What's interesting about these phrases, is that, for example, if you say positive vibes only, that means that you are not leaving room for negative vibes. Like you're not recognizing how you feel on the quote-unquote negative spectrum of life. And I want you to recognize that your emotions are neither truly positive or truly negative. It's the situation that will induce the type of emotions that you feel that could come off as positive or negative. Because just like toxic positivity, you could act happy, but that doesn't mean you are happy. See, there's a duality to how you feel. And if you're not leaving room to recognize both sides of the coin wholeheartedly and authentically, then you're not being authentic to yourself. Like the example of failure is not an option. Well, failure is a part of growth and success. If you don't recognize your failure, you're not going to grow and you're not going to succeed. You can't just always think, oh yeah, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. There's no room for failure. No, there is room for failure because sometimes failure is going to happen or you're going to feel like you're going to fail. But that doesn't mean you have to wallow in that. It's okay to recognize the other difficult emotions that's hard to cope with without wallowing, without acting, without having self-pity or, um, you know, closing up in a little shell. The third indicator are using all or nothing phrases. And the most common one that I can think of is one that I genuinely hate is everything happens for a reason. I hate this phrase so much because yes, there are some things that are unexplainable and there are some things that you will truly never understand. But when you've gone through traumatic experiences, I think this is the worst phrase to tell somebody and to tell yourself because not everything was in your control and you ended up reaping the consequences of another person's decisions. And we all are dealt with certain cards of our life. And some of those cards are not good. Some of those are not the best. But how you move forward and recognize that, hey, you know, these are some really bad cards. And how can I support myself and validate how I'm feeling during this hard time? During this time where I'm feeling low energy, during this time where I'm feeling, where I'm not feeling as confident as I would like, or I'm not feeling valued. These are some things you have to ask yourself when it comes to using toxic positive phrases because where have there been moments where you use these phrases to be a form of you coping and motivating yourself but at the end of the day you are left burnt out and as much as you thought that you could keep going and going and achieving and achieving 
you end up feeling more empty and more dissatisfied in yourself because you're trying to figure out that one thing that's missing. And that one thing that's missing is the fact that you never validated how you're feeling from the jump. And I kind of see this a lot in people that are um, noted as overachievers. What's very interesting about trauma victims is that, or or if you go through a very traumatic experience, is that you might find yourself wanting to prove to everybody that you're strong and that you're not broken and that you can you can do it this I could do it I'll show you type of attitude and you push yourself so much to the brim to the point where you desensitize yourself to even feeling the emotions that you should be feeling and you start telling yourself that emotions are bad and how you shouldn't feel a certain way and you need to stop feeling well, I hate to break it to all of you, but emotions are a part of the human experience. And feeling every type of emotion is something that is so profound and so powerful. Because we can use our emotions to heal. And sometimes our emotions are the key to unlock why we do the things that we do. Why we talk a certain way or why we react a certain way in certain situations. Because everything leaves a blueprint based on the experiences that we've gone through. It leaves a residual energy that we have to attend to. We can't forget. Now, understanding how much power we give our words, understanding how it's under, like recognizing these things isn't a setback. Having emotions is not a setback. It's realizing how we can make an impact on our mental health journey and how we can impact other people. Because, yes, like I mentioned, we could be saying these phrases to ourselves, but it's also just as harmful to hear it from other people or to use these phrases on another person as well. I talked to a couple of my friends, and the one thing that I I found very interesting is that when they mentioned to their parents about their how they feel mentally. Their parents use very interesting phrases like, oh, well, you should be grateful. You have a roof over your head. You have food on the table. You should be grateful. Um, other people are suffering and you're living the good life. And the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, it's true. You know, you could see that from the outside world, materialistically, you might be living the best life. But even those that are quote-unquote living the best life are the ones that are suffering the most mentally because materialism isn't the key to happiness certain things can bring you happiness but materialism cannot truly heal things that are that started off mentally and wrecking and it's not even that like i when people when you know sometimes i you know my parents would say these things to me too and it's not that they meant it in a harmful way but it's like it came from a place where they intended to be kind, where they intended to be to be there for me. But I had to tell them, like, you know, I know that there are people that are that have it materialistically worse than me. But right now, I'm not living their life. Right now, I'm trying to assess my own, and I'm coming to you for help. And sometimes it's really hard to say that kind of stuff because you might think that you're coming off selfish or you might feel guilty for imposing how you feel onto another person but the thing is you're not imposing you're just being honest you're being honest about how you are mentally feeling and it's okay to do that 
to people that you feel are deemed as worthy to hear how you're feeling, because not everybody will understand you or want to understand you. But that doesn't mean you have to stop going out of your way to make sure that you feel understood to yourself and you attract people that want to go out of their way to be compassionate and to validate and to make you feel safe by making sure that they are there for you and they're giving you the comfort that you need in order to understand you because they want to go out of their way to understand you. So it's you really have to just understand that it's not fair to yourself or to another person to hide or mask your true feelings or to just get on with your life and dismiss your emotions or the emotions of another person or to feel guilty for how you feel because the fact of the matter is that we can't always feel happy all the time there are moments that really do make us feel upset and that's okay it's also not fair for us to minimize our own experiences with these feel-good quotes or these like pep talk type of um like phrases that's not fair to our experiences and to use these phrases on another person is also not fair because we are minimizing their experiences as well. It's also not fair to try and give someone or to give yourself a certain perspective instead of validating your emotional experience. Like using that phrase like, oh, well, it could be worse. You should be grateful. You should be this. No, you don't have to be any of those things because that's not how you actually feel. So it's okay to bring some, to bring a positive, to bring like a different perspective, put the mirror on yourself and say, this is how I'm actually feeling and I'm not okay with it, but I have to acknowledge how I'm feeling. It's also not okay to shame or to chastise yourself for expressing frustration and anger or anything other than positivity because yes, it's great to be positive, to be in a mindset of like I am affirmations because yes our thoughts create our reality to a certain extent the words that we say can make an impact on how we move and believe and talk to other people but like I said there's really a boundary with being positive with the intention of you being authentic and honest with yourself and then being and having toxic positivity where you're being inauthentic and dishonest with yourself and with other people and shaming yourself for being upset because other people and you're telling yourself that you have to be positive all the time. And lastly, it's just not fair for you to brush off things that are bothering you and say that it is what it is. It isn't. It is what it is. Sometimes you're going to feel certain things and it's so valid in that situation. But assess how you're feeling, acknowledge why you're feeling the way that you do, and then communicate accordingly to the people that you love, the people that you care about, so that they can understand you. But also, if they don't understand you, before you can go around telling other people and forcing, and not really forcing, but trying to get other people to understand you, you have to understand you too. And that takes that's, a, that's on your own journey and that's something that's continuous. You're always going to find something new about yourself that you never knew about. 
you're going to re- we're going to be triggered by certain situations that usually don't trigger you but somehow it did and you have to reassess and put the mirror on yourself and say I felt this way about something and I want to explore that more how can I do that how do I need help instead of telling yourself don't worry be happy say to yourself I see that I'm very stressed out. What can I do right now to not feel this way? What do I need? Or instead of saying, don't think about it, stay positive. Why don't you try saying to yourself, how can I describe what I'm feeling? I am being an active listener to myself. And it's the same thing when you're doing this to other people. Instead of saying, don't think about it, stay positive, say, describe what you're feeling. I'm listening to you because that is a form of accepting and validating and being compassionate. Or if you say to someone, look for the silver lining or look for the light at the end of the tunnel. Why don't you say to someone, I see you. I see that you're feeling this way. I'm here for you. That is accepting and that's validating and that's not toxic. Or if you tell someone, it could be worse try saying that that really is sad I'm, it sucks I'm sorry you're going through this what can I do to help you the key is validation validate your emotions of yourself and other people have compassion for yourself have patience for other people and for yourself like everything that you say to you I would like for you to apply to other people when they are talking to you about their experiences because you deserve to be heard And everyone around you deserves to be heard as well. Everyone deserves reassurance. Everyone deserves validation, compassion, and everyone deserves quality care. So if we end up saying these phrases to downplay how we feel or to be used as coping mechanisms to push ourselves harder or to not truly acknowledge how we're feeling, How can we make the necessary changes to heal from that? The first step is, like I will always say, is acknowledgement. You know, when I talked about trauma and I talk about how important it is to recognize how powerful our memories are and our experiences, I mention acknowledgement. Not only are we acknowledging the physical situation, but it's also very important to acknowledge the emotional feeling that you felt. And it's also when you're feeling certain a certain way in a situation, acknowledge how you truly feel. Allow yourself to feel your emotions, you know, in a way where if you feel like you need to separate yourself from a situation to assess your emotions, it's okay to do that. Or if you feel like you need to walk yourself through it on your own, it's okay to do that. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody that you trust, that's okay. Anything that promotes you authentically talking about how you truly feel is what's going to help you push to be more attentive to yourself and be patient and compassionate with yourself in order to acknowledge everything fully. And if you feel like you need to do it in bite-sized pieces, that's okay. But at some point, you got to put it all together and say, this is how 
I feel. And don't allow other people to sway your, your, how, how you're feeling or to try to mold it so that it fits their viewpoint of you or their, um, how they want for you to feel. Your emotions are your emotions. They're nobody else's emotions. The second is to set healthy boundaries because regardless of how we feel, whether it's a quote-unquote good emotion or a bad emotion, we have to set healthy boundaries because we have to be authentic with ourselves and other people. If somebody is not being giving us the response that we need and it's not making you feel validated as a person or you don't feel like they're attentively listening to you, it's okay to set boundaries of what you would want to hear from another person and how you want somebody to help you along your journey. But at the same time, not everybody's going to understand you. And that's okay. So find healthy boundaries within yourself and understand how you could make the necessary changes to try to be more honest with yourself. And being honest is not a bad thing. It's not, I'm not telling you to be super super blunt to the point where you're hurting your feelings or hurting another person's feelings but listen to your inner voice listen to what someone else is telling you and instead of trying to constantly fix a problem see how you can alleviate pain and how you can help yourself in little ways because healing is not an easy thing it's not something that's just going to magically pop up you're not going to be upset one day and say you know what I choose to be happy tomorrow because what, depending on what you've gone through, you don't, that's not always going to happen. Actually, that shouldn't be a mindset of you, of yours. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, I choose happiness because internally your mind and your inner child is telling you, hey, can we take this moment to just set our boundaries and take a step back because I don't feel comfortable. And the third thing is to walk yourself through what you're feeling. And I think for me, and personally, if I'm going to be honest with all of you, I do this actually vocally. I um, suffer from anxiety due to my past experiences. I was bullied heavily. I have witnessed a lot of domestic violence uh, situations in my life. I had an eating disorder. I had so many things that I was dealing with, a lot of complex trauma. So when I would be in the middle of an anxiety attack, what would help me is to try to categorize things. So if I wasn't happy, I would say, okay, queen, why aren't you happy? And I'd say, oh, I'm not happy because this person said I was stupid. Okay, why did that person call you stupid? Well, because I took too long on something. And then I would say, okay, well, why did, why did you get, why are you upset? Because I don't like it when people call me stupid. Why don't you like people calling you stupid? Because everyone would call me stupid when I was younger and I'm dyslexic and I just never liked that because it's a phrase that doesn't make me feel good. Okay, so how do you want to feel now? Well, I want to feel better, but I know that I'm not okay right now. And then I'd be patient with myself, like, okay. See, talking to myself, like, I would really walk myself through why I was feeling the way that I do. And if you feel like you can't do that vocally, um, you could write it down. You could write down how you're feeling, or you can do things to try to 
not feel so much of the intensity right away and that you are walking yourself through it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Regardless, you're finding something that is helping you cultivate that part of you that needs to be nurtured and that needs a different approach to thinking about your emotional state. And, you know, it's not easy to feel the way to feel so overwhelmed and it's very it's quite easy to try to um resort to these simple phrases these easy phrases that are used to just band-aid over how we're actually feeling but just like I've mentioned before when you have wounds when you have things that have a deep hole in your heart you can't just put a tiny band-aid over that Depending on the wound, that wound might need stitches. That wound might need to be disinfected. And the same thing with when you're dealing with traumas and you're dealing with how your body has reacted to those things, you also have to recognize how you mentally and emotionally reacted to those things too and look at those wounds and say, you know what, I don't feel good right now and I'm going to do what it takes to try to figure out how I can attend to that wound. And it's the same thing when, when you're dealing with other people. When people come up to you and tell you about their experiences, it's not your job to tell them what to do. It's your job to be supportive, to be compassionate, to be patient, and to listen. So don't resort to these, oh, just be positive. Don't be so negative. It could be worse. You should be grateful. There's no need to say those different things because you're not doing anything but invalidating their feelings, minimizing how they feel, overgeneralizing their emotions, and downplaying their experiences. And that's not fair to them. And you're not being attentive to them. So if you catch yourself in those moments where you start using those phrases, whether it's on yourself or to another person, just take a step back and say, let me listen. If you're doing this for yourself, say, let me listen to my inner child. If you're doing this with another person, say, let me listen to this person. Let me hear what they have to say. Let me offer my help if I can offer my help. Let me see what they need. Let me see what I could do to help them emotionally with this hard time. So as much as we can be positive. I also want to state that being authentically positive is also about speaking things positively into existence. And that's why after every episode, I have like I am affirmations because when talking about mental health, it could be very overwhelming. It's going to be a lot going on. But everything that I do on this podcast is to help all of you just understand yourself in depth because as much as we can understand trauma and understand our experiences, from a holistic point of view or bird's eye view sometimes we need to get a little bit deeper we need to look at the details so that we can make the best choices to heal mentally spiritually physically and emotionally All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it and you learned something new about toxic positivity. It's a term that is 
not used a lot and in the realm of psychology I don't hear it very often which is why I decided for this week to dedicate an episode to it because I wanted to help you not only understand yourself and communicate to yourself authentically but also to be honest with others and authentically listen with compassion and with an open heart and open mind to how other people are experiencing their situations in their lives and experiencing their own mental health journey and assess our emotional health and their emotional health as well so i want to end this week's topic with positive affirmations I acknowledge how I feel because how I feel matters. I am strong and capable and I love myself for who I am. And I love my emotions. Whether good or bad, they are a part of me and I am making the necessary steps to understand all parts of me. Thank you so much everybody and I will see you guys on next week's episode.